0: From Exit, the most disrespected person in America is the Black woman. The most unprotected person in America is the Black woman. The most neglected person in America is the Black woman. Welcome back to Being Heard, Two Black Women, Coffee and Conversations. I am Leah, and with me is co-host Dana. We're going to be discussing National Black Child Development Institute with our special guest, Dr. Anita fleming Rife. Today on the show, we're excited to have Dr. Fleming-Ryfe with us, sharing her expertise on the National Black Child Development Institute and how she is bringing one to the Des Moines, Iowa. Good morning, Dana. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. Welcome, Dr. Fleming-Ryfe.
1: Happy to have you on. Excited to hear about what you're doing um, to bring this organization back to Des Moines because there's so much going on in these schools and we know you're a longtime educator, and we need um that your expertise. Tell us a little bit about your background and why this is important to you.
2: Um, I, I would I always like to say that um Des Moines is my home. I'm a very proud Scarlet. I graduated from East High a long time ago. Don't have to tell you when, but a long time ago. Uh back when I will say this back when um, Iowa public schools were number one in the nation. They really were back then. And, um, you know, I, I tell people at that time, no one ever told us that uh, black kids didn't do well on testing. We just did well on testing. No one told us that we couldn't because we were poor or because we were black or because we lived in a certain neighborhood. Um, so those are that I, I feel very, Um, I very much appreciate the educational foundation that I received in Des Moines Public Schools. Uh, That led me to uh, undergraduate school in Colorado. Uh, My doctorate is from uh, Southern Illinois University. So I spent over 30 years in higher ed. Um, I have taught at my alma mater, the University of Northern Colorado and Penn State and Clark Atlanta. Uh, And I've enjoyed, um, not only enjoyed those experiences, but having the opportunity to affect the lives of young people in a very positive way. In 2003, I was doing a study with one of my grad students on the 50th anniversary of Brown, looking at how newspapers framed Brown in 1953 before we went into, before the decision, 53 and 54. And so in conducting that research, I read um, in, you know, in during the literature review that um, African-American children in the South were doing better on every measure than African-American kids in the North. And I said, well, that can't be. You know, Iowa one. uh, Iowa's number one in the nation. So I said, well, let me look at the Iowa data. And I did. And I was heartbroken. I could not believe that our children, African-American children, were at the bottom of the ladder on every single measure. And uh, at that time, 2003, I said, when I retire, I'm going home. So that's what brought me back here um, and Finally, I'm, I'm at this point where uh, I think we found a way in which we can start to um, move the needle, uh, the academic needle for our children in Des Moines public schools and the Des Moines metro area.
1: Excellent. So that was <clears throat> 2003 when you looked at the data and saw how poorly Mm-hmm. Um, black children we're doing here. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's just, yeah, astounding. So tell us a little bit more about, so you're, you were thinking about, you know, strategies to, to help. How did you um, find out about the National Black Child Development Institute? And then, you know, why was that a good option for doing this work?
2: Well, I've known about uh, NBI for, oh gosh, probably 30 years, maybe even longer. Um, I have family members who are educators in higher ed, and and they were members, very active members in NBCDI. so that's how I was first introduced to it. Um, so I'm, I'm going to try to back into, uh,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I need to kind of back into this uh, response. Uh, I, I know that you're familiar with the math scores. It just came out. Uh, one of the things that I did when I first came back here was I started going to school board meetings and I went to school board meetings for years. I came back here in 2015 um, until maybe last year, I could count numbers. And so I have been following the data uh, since 2015. And um, just disheartened that um, whatever measures were being taken, they were not measures that made a difference for our children. Um, And so I first started looking at math scores, at algebra. And so I was, you know, I'm thinking, really nothing that you're doing is helping. So I first started looking at the Algebra Project. Um, Years ago, I saw a documentary about Dr. Bob Moses. Excuse me, and the work that he was doing with the Algebra Project that must have been in the late 80s. And so I started, I wondered, I said, I wonder if he's still doing this work? I wonder if he's still living. (laughs) And so, I started, you know, exploring and sure enough, I found out that he was alive and well, doing amazing work all over this country. Um, I had an opportunity to, uh, uh, to see him uh, with the Gates Foundation. He, he was um, highlighted as he participated in a fireside chat with them about the Algebra Project. So I first started there. I started with let's bring the Algebra Project here. Um, As I said, it is all over this country, um, in places like California, in Texas, Colorado, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, uh, Maryland, um, Georgia, Florida, really, really big. So they're doing amazing work with moving that needle. I really liked the method that Dr. Bob Moses used. And that was the same method. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him, but Dr. Bob Moses was really an activist, civil rights activist. He was with SNCC. And if you uh, remember Fannie Lou Hamer and that famous saying that she says, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Well, Bob Moses and Ella Baker, they went into Mississippi in the the 50s, 60s, 60s, I guess it was. And their method was to empower those people who were impacted by oppression, by poverty, by uh, racism, empower them, hear from them what the issues are, hearing from them what they think the um, uh, solutions are. And so if you remember correct, if you remember, you guys don't, but (laughs) uh, 19, I I actually remember 1964 and the Democratic National Convention in New Jersey and um, Fannie Lou Hamer led that delegation requiring, requesting, demanding a seat at that table at the uh, Democratic National Convention. Uh, It was Bob Moses and Ella Baker uh, who, helped that community um, recognize that they had power. They had the power. He uses that same method in the Algebra Project. The community has the power. The children have the power. And so what we have to do is give them the opportunity to um, to identify exactly what it is that they need to move beyond, to become successful. So that is where I first started. And um, then it occurred to me because I was having trouble really organizing people around that. They weren't familiar with, with Bob Moses. They weren't familiar with the Algebra Project. And literally just one night, you know, I'm just really praying about how do I help these children? and NBCDI just kind of came to me. I called them. I asked, how do we become an affiliate? And immediately uh we had um uh they were having an interest group meeting. We are right now called an interest group. That's what you have to be for a year before you become an affiliate. So that's that's how I got where uh where we are. I'm really, really excited. Um, about this organization, I had the opportunity to attend their 51st annual convention, uh, October the 7th through the 9th. And um, there were over, there were nearly 500 people there, African American people who value African Americans who love one another, who, you know, are committed uh, to moving the needle committed to being, uh, building strong African-American youth and families. So
0: that's- May I ask this, yes. so with um, not knowing that the algebra project was uh, kind of like, sounds like the background to leading mm-hmm. to yes. mm-hmm. um, the MBCDI, um, I love that because I love math, but what is it about this institution you felt like needed to be here in Des Moines? Which one, the NBCDI? Yes. Why did you want? Um, Why do you want to have a chapter of National Black Child Development Institute here in Des Moines? Because it's one. It's I I can tell you by looking at
2: the data. So uh, what I have been sharing is really the data before the pandemic, because the news media would have you uh, to believe that this these numbers are post pandemic that um, really are a result of our children uh, being affected by the Mm -hmm. pandemic. So I have intentionally pulled data um, that comes from uh, before uh, the pandemic. So if we look at, well, I have, um, so this is July 6, 2021, but I have some more data, I'm sorry. But ninth grade, this is 2021. Um, We have uh, black males, 23% of black males, uh, meeting the math goals, the ninth grade students meeting math goals, 23%.
0: 23%, 23%. Now and, um Ada, would you be able to um share with us later so we can let our listeners know if they want to look at this as well? Absolutely. And then we have
2: that's ninth grade. Sixth grade, four percent of the kids were meeting. Four, uh, so we went from
0: 23% to four percent from a ninth grade to a sixth grade. So sixth grade,
2: wow, uh July 6, 2021. Um, 4% of sixth graders were meeting math goals.
1: Is that, was that black, um, Black males,
2: six, Okay, black males, black or African-American males. Now, um, I think what's important to know, maybe, maybe not, is that the African students as well as African-Americans are in this. this okay. Category. Okay um ninth graders that's the data that i i just uh quoted that ninth graders 23.5 percent of ninth graders are meeting that goal that was set reading 30 percent of african-american kids sixth through the eighth grade are proficient in reading 30 percent nine point five seven percent African Americans six through the eighth grade.
0: Nine, These are some really low numbers.
2: Oh yes, my gosh. Nine through the eleventh grade. It's thirty-two percent. It's reading. Um so while African Americans are um there's an increase and the graduation rate—it doesn't matter if they, if the reading scores, you know, are not up to par. Uh, and then another one that I'd like to share with you, and this is the graduating class of 2019. Again, it's before the pandemic. Um, the percentage of students who have an ACT score of 22 or higher. African American children, Black or African American only 3.41%, 3.41% are, have an ACT score of 22 um, or above. So one of the concerns with that, especially as it relates to math, is oftentimes, even if our kids graduate from high school and they go to college, they then are in remedial math, which financial aid does not pay for, uh, and they are spending a lot of time trying to get caught up in college when they should have been, uh, you know, uh, uh, competent um, in uh, K through 12. And so what I say is that Des Moines public schools, for certain, I'm not familiar with the data outside of des moines but des moines public schools has failed our children and it's not new Uh, like i said i first looked at the data in 2003 um so yeah the scores are lower post pandemic but the schools have been failing our children for a
1: while two decades yeah so how does the your group how can they help change the future? And so, what do you need from people in order to do that? We need all hands on deck.
2: These are our children, and we cannot wait for others to fix our problems. We have to we, we have to do this work. We have to hear the voices of the children and the families who are impacted. We have to hear solutions from people who are impacted. Um so we're looking um, at math that's where the algebra project comes in we're looking at reading. reading is critical. both of those are critical for our children to be successful. So reading literacy and math literacy go hand in hand. We are um, big picture looking at improving the lives of african american children african american families and so uh, I think that's what we have to um, at least that's my goal is to hear from people who are impacted not just hear from them but have them around the table saying this is my experience and this is what I think we need to to work together to do about this to um, to change the outcomes for our children our children are our future. There was this wonderful, if you will allow me the opportunity to uh, quote something that I heard at the convention, at the NBCDI convention, uh, a gentleman, a speaker was saying that uh, two, when two Maasai Africans meet each other, their greeting is, how are your children? Oh. And, uh, and the, the person responds my children are well how are your children why do they do that because it's the children who matter the children are the center the children are our future we only exist because of our children and so that's what i want our community to recognize that it is the future that matters so all of us have to uh, come together um, You know, one of the things I heard over and over again, and uh, certainly I've been saying it uh, for many years, um, love is more than saying I love our children. Love is let's get to work. Let's let's invest in our children to make their lives better, their future better. Their future is why we exist.
1: So what does that work look like, um, Dr. Fleming Rife, in terms of the National Black Child Development Institute. So if people join you know and your chapter grows and you get that status that you want to get, what what is the actual work that people will be doing on your group? Oh, I think
2: that's a really good question, and so one of the uh, and people are saying, what are we going to do? We've got to get the community together to tell us what they wanna do. So I could say we're gonna do X, Y, Z. I could do that, but I'm not going to do that. I want the community to come around the table and tell me what it is we have to do. One of the things for certain I can say, or two things for certain, we will be doing algebra and or math, not just algebra, but math. And we will be doing reading literacy. But I think it's really important that people the community has a voice in how that will look. Um, The algebra project, which I have been working with for a couple of years, one of the things that they do, again, is they want to hear from the community. If the community says, yes, this is important to us, this work is important, we've got to uh, raise these math scores, looking at how the algebra project looks in different communities, we see that uh, um, what has been critical has been train the trainer. So there are math scholars, teachers, educators, who come into a community and um, train trainers. The other important part is that they bring in, they train students And so it's the youth, um, the young people's project and young people then train other young people and they're called math literacy workers. So that will be a a big piece of it. The other piece of it, and and that I said to you before we got started, and and maybe I wasn't very clear, but every, um, every, NBCDI affiliate does different kind of work. So for example, in Denver, they're doing a lot of advocacy for children and impacting policy. Um, In I think it's Wisconsin, they're doing a lot of work around uh, early childhood. Uh, In Michigan, they've done a lot of things around policy, particularly recently as it relates to uh, Uh, to clean safe drinking water, I believe is. So different affiliates are focused on different kinds of um, activity. Early childhood education is really important uh, to this work. Um, But every affiliate can determine what they're going to focus on. And that could change. You know, we might start here and we start, might start moving the needle in this area. Well, you know, we don't have to be just doing one thing. And that's what I've told people here, we can do algebra, we can do math, not just algebra, but math, we need to bring our babies up, you know, they have to have that background before you get to, to, uh, to algebra, we have to work on reading literacy. Um, And, uh, you know, so we'll be identifying what it is, like I said, that the community thinks, we need to focus on. I want. I think it's critical that they have a voice. That's. For the I love hearing
0: you. all of that, Dr. Fleming. Um, Rife, I am a part of Johnson Parents for Equity and Anti Racism, and um, and a former school board candidate. So Wonderful. all of this stuff is full circle. Learning more about the NBCDI. Um, we've been ourselves trying to get uh, focus groups at some point so we can have our own audit. our district's been trying to we've been trying to get an equity audit because we saw data for our black students low and same questions that's happening right there in des moines um as well as across the country comes back to math because back to my campaign Mm -hmm. um i know that a lot of times you need to be in a particular math by a certain grade but if Mm -hmm. you're already behind that disqualifies you from so much stuff like Mm -hmm. that was very interesting to hear how um uh, financial aid is not going to help you if you are taking remedial math. I did not exactly. know that. Yes. Cuz I my background is in engineering so my math went differently. Um but learning more about that is just it's great to hear about a group that's doing it nationally. Um and we have been doing our best here at, right here in Johnson, Iowa. Um people have to ask the how are your children mm-hmm. as you as you spoke about Um, that's a challenge. Uh, The biggest thing I wanted to know from you was you've explained what the community needs to do, but how are, how are people to get involved? Like, do they sign up at a website? Um, Do you have an event? What are ways that if our listeners listening right now say, hey, this sounds like something I would like to do, how do they do it? Leah, I I first want to
2: address that uh, NBCDI is for the metropolitan area. We are uh, covering a 50 mile radius. And so Johnston, we want it to include. We, we know that uh, the kids in the suburbs have the same issues as it relates to academics, math, and um, uh, reading, as do children in the core, the okay. urban core. So we want to include Waukee and Johnston. We want those parents on board, uh, Norwalk and um, you know, other grinds, any of those areas that in fact, even as far as AIMS. So we want um, people to come together because what we will find, um, and sometimes we we think this is just Des Moines or this is just Johnston. When you look at the data, it's nationwide. It's our children nationwide whether you live in the suburbs or whether you live in the urban core. Our children are being failed for whatever reasons and somebody said, well, why? Well, I think what we need to do is recognize the here and the now, this is what's going on now. So how are we going to address uh, these things? So um, math is critical, as you said, we are no longer in an industrial age manufacturing age we are information and technology where math is critical for us our children to be successful our future to be successful reading of course same thing you you have to but it's beyond just reading it is also math and uh, and high level math that's that's just critical so um i think it's it's really Important for um, for parents across this metropolitan area to be involved. You ask a really good question. We had a meet and greet on um, okay. what was it October the first? It's when we had it. We can certainly do that again. Um, I can send you uh,
1: my information. Um, well, let's Just go it. ahead and share it now so okay. whoever's listening they can reach out to you. you is good. there a particular email you want them to contact? Yo, so, um, O Sullivan, that is O
2: H Sullivan, S U O H S U L L I V as in Victor A N, 1998 at yahoo.com. So O H Sullivan. Mm-hmm. O H, as in Howard. O Howard Sullivan. Yeah, nineteen ninety eight oh, at yeah. dot com. My phone number is nine seven
1: zero three nine six two three six three. Um, and then is there um uh, the national the um institute's yeah. website? Yeah,
2: absolutely. Is that a place? NBCDI is nbcdi.org. And you can find out more information about the mission. Our mission is consistent with the national mission and vision and our the overall work that we do. There is a place there where it says join. Uh, and so you can join, um, you know, and I just encourage everybody to go to that website and, and look at the work that's being done not only at the national office, but you can also look and see what's being done at some of the affiliates as well. Uh, we don't have a web present yet, um, but we, we will have,
1: yeah. And so how often um, do you meet? And so what can people, what's their expectations? If they call you and say, hey, I wanna be a part of this, how often would they you know, need to meet or? Good, really good question, once okay. a month.
2: And we have been meeting the fourth Saturday of the month. Uh, we yeah. had meeting virtually uh, via Zoom. And I send out the Zoom link about three days ahead of time. This month yeah. we're meeting because of Thanksgiving. We're meeting on November 19th at 8.30 in the morning. I like to do it on Saturday morning Early. because people have to get out and run their errands. So, we, we meet from 8.30. We're never on any longer than 10 o'clock. And so this is a really good time to be involved. One of the things that, um, that I've, you know, been told is it's, we don't have to wait till we have 25 people to work. So, but I want people to have a voice. So the earlier you're around this table, the more input um, that you have and how the priority that we're gonna give to, um, to the programs here in, in the city.
0: And this is open to anyone that would like to join. Absolutely, absolutely. So it's not and a skin color like thing. To, I would like to encourage um,
2: African-American males uh, because African-American uh, our young males need to see role models uh, from the community. Um, that I think that's really important. Yeah, they don't see them much in schools, so they do need to see them, um, as a community. And we talked about this and I don't know, Dana, if it was on the call you were on when you were able to join us, but, uh, we talked about the era in which I grew up in Des Moines. There was a village, there was a community. And there were males and women. Women cared about us children. The men cared about us children. It was a source of real support and security for us. We felt secure. And so that's what I want to see in NBCDI. I want to see not only the mothers,
1: uh, the women, but I want to see some men. Excellent, excellent. So to wrap up, um, thank you so much. You know, Dr. Fleming Wright, for joining us, we definitely want to have you back on to continue to talk about your work, to uplift what you're doing, Um, Des Moines, and really the metro area. Really, Iowa needs, um, you know, the expertise from you know black educators like yourself who've been, you know, doing the work for a long time, and really sounding the alarm because you know test scores come out and people, you know, it, it goes in one ear and out the other. But meanwhile, our kids you know, are falling behind and we have to hold these systems accountable. Um, and then we also have to hold ourselves accountable to um, to help them, to help that next generation, exactly. you know, um, to give them some of those benefits that we had when we had um, a different type of community. Um, exactly. But at the same time, there is a lot of cool um, things going on around Iowa. There are, are a lot of people like yourself and like Leah and Johnston who care about these issues, mm-hmm. who are starting organizations, who are in the trenches doing the work. So I love that, and I uplift both of you for doing that. And um, we definitely want to hear more from you, and do what we can to, um, you know, help you, you know, elevate your work, and so you can get more people to reach out to you at those emails that you gave and the website and join your ranks. So we can you know, turn this ourselves without waiting for these systems that move too slowly. It's moving too slowly. Mm-hmm. It's leaving generations behind and we cannot afford, exactly. we exactly. can't afford that. Exactly. So thank you so much for, for coming on. Any kind of last words you wanna share?
2: Yes, I would like to say one of the things you just said is there are a lot of organizations, you're right, doing really good work. And I I could make a pitch for investing in my future and the work that Mary Wells does. Absolutely. It's just amazing. I was on her, work early on. When I first got here, she grabbed me and put me on a board. Uh, Mary Mary works you. Really, really, you work very, very hard. I was like, okay. Uh, But she is amazing, just the integrity and the love that she has for our children. And I always say the love that she has for other people's children. And that's what we all have to have. But the point I really want to make is because there are a lot of people doing a lot of work, it's an opportunity for us to collaborate to work together because we all bring different things, so it's really important that that we collaborate and I want to say thank you so much for this opportunity. Uh, we want to grow, we want to um, we always want to know how other people's children are doing. How are your children doing?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. And I want to thank you again, Dr. Anita fleming rife for joining us during this discussion of National Black Child Development Institute. We hope that our listeners enjoyed our conversation and that it was beneficial to you. As always, thank you for listening to Being Heard, Two Black Women Cop Podcast.